All right, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Game 4 podcast. Uh, in this episode, we're going to discuss how you can more effectively communicate with uh, those, those, those folks that we like to refer to as gamers, yes. uh, your fellow gamers, and some of the issues that can arise from doing that. Um, you know, we're, we're not necessarily sometimes the easiest folks to understand or get along with and stuff not like that. Not just us, but no, well, gamers I mean, we're, in general. We're definitely weird, but I'm just talking about in general, right. yeah, gamers, is, many of them have got that issue. So um, because we talk about community here, that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm Adam. I'm Matt. And uh, we're part of the Milk Can team, and we make Game 4, which is an app for connecting tabletop gamers. Um, the Today's subject is something that could come up once you start connecting with tabletop gamers. That's Absolutely. the way it works. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, we're going to talk about some of the things that we've been doing recently. Uh, what sure. have you been doing recently? Uh, so I just got back from a tech conference called That Conference. It's just called That Conference. Yes, which is like, You know, you go to that fun. conference? Yeah, I went to that conference. Absolutely. Right. It's a joke that's gotten old after seven years. Yeah, yeah, years I can understand that. It is. But uh, it's still, it's a great conference. I get to have my family come. Uh, my son presented two sessions this year, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Game 4 does a uh, board game night, well, tabletop gaming night mm-hmm. um, there. Um, we had a great crowd this year. I would say three or 400 people. Uh, we use our, uh, one of our friendly local game stores' uh, libraries and uh, checked out hundreds of games. And, uh, and then I didn't get the game because I was pretty busy. Sure, um, checking out games and stuff. Yeah, but I did, I did get to play uh, D&D the, uh, the next night. Uh, well, so they have a pig roast every, like, the last full night everybody's there mm-hmm. um and then there's like a four-hour gap until there's a water park party they shut down for everybody else and it's at this, it's at this huge water park resort yeah. in wisconsin dells yeah so then they shut it down and then from like 10 or 10 30 or so until 1 30 in the morning it's just the uh conference people there wow that's crazy yeah so mm-hmm. uh in between that is always a dead time where everyone's trying to figure out something to do so this year we uh, started playing D and Went really well, and we've talked about that's going to be kind of a new tradition is getting everyone to get to play D&D. I think there's a Venn diagram that definitely has, like, developers and tabletop gamers, and there's a decent overlap. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's really cool. Um, it's really interesting how the, uh, the facility, the water park slash convention center, like, opens the place up and, like, stays open till 1.30 in the morning, right. you know, for you guys. It's very different than some places, you know what I mean? Like... Uh, I was at uh, Gen Con recently, and I stayed in a hotel that is, it's like one of those big hollow hotels where it's like, you know, like the rooms are all around the sure, outside, yeah, and there's yeah. this big, and there's balconies, and you look down, and you yep. get scared because you're up too high. We were on the 20th floor, so Ooh, yeah. that is pretty lot, yeah. yeah. It's the top floor. But the bar, which is in the, in the middle of all that mm-hmm. down on the main floor, like they close at 11 p.m., no matter what like i sat down it was like 10 minutes to 11 guys like last call and i was like what <laughs> it was a saturday night and he's like on oh saturday night. yeah on a wow. saturday night yeah and i'm like he's like we close at 11 every night i'm like is it a law or an ordinance or whatever and he like points up towards you know the the, the sky mm-hmm. basically and he's like well it's an atrium it's a giant atrium we have to close at 11 otherwise you know people won't be able to sleep and i look around me at outside of the little mini bar yeah. area, the little area there, there where all of the tables are completely covered in gamers who are going to be playing until breakfast. Right, like they're not going to bed. They're going to yeah. be there. And my thought process is like, well, what, what, you know, 
how about during Gen Con you make more money and stay open later? Because I can, uh, I can guarantee you, you would be selling drinks until two or three or whatever the local law is. Right. I guarantee it. But they just don't. I, I feel honestly as if they're like, well, I, I only work till eleven, and that's when I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, well, then hire another person for during. Right, right, right. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, no, it's it's awesome. cool that they like. Yeah, they roll the red carpet first. Yeah. Um, and we were the in the new space. They had basically doubled, tripled, tripled. So they were. There's a lot more. Space. Yeah, there's a lot more space, that's and cool. we were the first ones to use it. So nice. They actually, nice. opened it up early for us. Do you have to peel plastic off of everything. No, but it smelled like that, like new carpet oh, smell yeah. and oh, new paint that. and all that stuff. And yeah. like one of the bathrooms wasn't quite ready yet. So, but yeah, it was like brand new. Like officially doesn't open till next. So month. Like you couldn't wash your hands or anything like that. Not in that bathroom. Yeah, that's what I but there was one like right across the hallway, so it wasn't a big deal. Oh, they wouldn't. It's not that they would let. So they wouldn't let you in, even though it wasn't working yet. They just wouldn't let you in because it was for that one. Yeah, yeah, they had like a. Sense. They were still like fixing it and putting like that. It didn't have roof tiles and all yeah. that fun stuff. So like if it was, you know, they let you use it, but there were no doors. Right. Nobody wants that. No problem. Right. Not. I get that. Um, I what have I been doing? Well, I got back from Gen Con as mm-hmm. I previously mentioned. Uh, it was another good year, and I really did enjoy all of the i mean i talked to tons and tons of folks people who are viewers of my channel my youtube channel people who um i mean i talked to different manufacturers and i ran three seminars i ran two seminars about youtube which is kind of my thing yep um one about like the technical stuff you know like cameras and uh, and uh, editing software like and all that sure kind of stuff. focus right like making sure it's in focus making sure that the overlay is not on the yeah um <laughs> and then i also talked and in the second seminar i talked more about branding and marketing and content strategy and all that kind okay. of jazz yep. um and uh, and that was fun but then i also did a third seminar where i talked about game four like how to oh, find good. local yeah. gamers in your area using our app and all that kind sure. of stuff and so they were all well received and, and, and attended, and I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, I bought some things. I bought a Fez, Fez number five. Number five. I yes, it's um, only five. I would have put the number higher. <laughs> no, no, it's only five. I only have the one head too, but you know, nonetheless, it, when it becomes seven, then I can wear one every day of the week. Right, that'll be nice. Right, yeah. Now you're in that weird mode. I know, just it, like weekdays. There's more than four then. days, in and in there's only four days in most conventions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to leave one at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, it was crazy, crazy busy this year. It was. They came out like right after the convention and said it was almost seventy thousand people. Holy cow! Which is a good deal more than last year. A good deal more than the last couple of years. Last couple of years have been like. 63, right 60, yeah. okay. 64. Wow. So, yeah, they said nearly 70. Then it felt bigger? <sighs> Honestly, when I walked into the dealer hall on Thursday, it was not right at 10 o'clock when it opened. It was maybe 20 minutes later, and I didn't come in the main way. I kind of came in this weird sort of sideway. Okay. Um, it was like walking into a wall. Like, But now that being said, that weird little side part hanging off the bottom of the – because like the – the dealer hall is one big honking rectangle, mm-hmm. but over on one side, there's this little part that sticks down, and right. that's where I entered from. So, like the Florida of Gen Con. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And um, but the uh, the rows are really narrow. The aisles are narrower uh, there than they are in the mm-hmm. rest of the place. So, and it was right by. There's this game called Kingdom Death, mm-hmm. uh, which is very popular, and you can. I'm not saying you can only get it at conventions, but it's one of the easiest places to get it. Evidently. Sure. Uh, and it's also cheaper. Like the base game, if you order it online, is like four hundred dollars. But if you get oh. it at conventions, it's like three fifty or something like oh, that. Oh wow! Okay, so already yeah. by twenty minutes after opening, 
like they had this humongous line which made things even tighter around mm. that area so it was it was at, at first i was like well this is no good because i was like walking around with my arms held up and it was just like shoulder to shoulder people but the, by the time i started getting through a ways then it got a little bit easier and stuff like that but um yeah it was super busy but it was a uh, it was a lot of fun and i talked to a lot of people and did all kinds of stuff and so that was cool great um i'm also still working on star wars legion models i've got four f- completely finished squads of stormtroopers now i've got scout trooper squad done and a death uh death trooper squad done they just need to be varnished okay clear varnish yep. to protect the paint and then i'm working on snow troopers and a couple other figures and then once they're done then i've got an 800 point list finished nice. for um for empire for uh, that they also showed off at gen con um the new like clone wars set that'll be coming mm-hmm. out another month or so right and so they, they had a starter that you could buy but they only had a, so, a certain number of them so it was hard to get um but yeah, there's the starter is going to be like droids versus clone troopers, mm, okay. and they showed some of the other stuff that they're working on for the future and stuff, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, no, it was a it was a good convention, and um, I had a good time. And um, now I'm not going anywhere for a little while, but I'll be going to DC to the Nova Open, the Northern mm-hmm. Virginia Open, um, end of the end of August. So I'll be there okay. like the last week of August. Yeah, that's in, coming in, right into sem- into September. Yeah, awesome. so. Um, so gamers, yes, we're a little weird sometimes. Um, we are. Yeah, I, I don't. I feel as if it's going to sound weird, but I feel like ta- many tabletop gamers, and again, these are also a lot of generalizations. Right. So um, if you're like, well, I'm not like that, then we're not. Then you are not like right. that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, don't worry about but it. But if you've been doing this for a while, and I've been tabletop gaming and going to conventions talking to all kinds of people for quite a while mm-hmm. many of us and i'm including myself are different than the regular regular i'm making air quotes here population um we mm-hmm. did start referring when we were at, at gen con um, we stayed over sunday night and left actually monday oh instead of instead of leaving right away sunday with the crowd yeah yeah it's a big crowd and it's a pain in the butt so this year we stayed one day later and it was amazing like how quickly Indianapolis, like downtown Indianapolis went back to normal <laughs> and it was a little disconcerting to us. And we kept, and some of the guys I was staying with were just like all these normies and, you know, and, yeah. and that's, that's kind <laughs> of the thing. That's, that's sort of the, uh, you know, the, when you think about the regular population and there are plenty of people who are tabletop gamers and who are also, you know, they like, Sports, or exactly. Or, yeah. Sports and popular mm-hmm. movies that everybody else likes, and you know, and mm-hmm. d- whatever, and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of, I think, a, a high proportion of of us as gamers, we think differently. Um, mm-hmm. Sports is not necessarily a big thing amongst a lot of gamers. Right. Um, I think that, like, if you've ever worked as a gamer, if you've ever worked in a regular place, and like. I, I, you know, made a Dungeons and Dragons joke or something like that, right. and just crickets got like no response <laughs> from anybody around you. That's probably kind of normal. That all being said, we are finding that it is becoming a better and better time to become a nerd. Oh yeah, They're, I mean, like, with, look at how much money the Mar- the Marvel movies have made. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and all that kind of stuff. So, look at how much money the critical role exactly yeah. critical yeah. role like a uh, Kickstarter right. raised. What was it? Twelve million dollars? Nine million dollars? Yeah, so it's just ridiculous. Up, yeah. It was a cr- like. Forbes magazine and uh, CNBC were doing articles right. about 
what the heck is going on over here kind of a thing and they yeah. were like they noticed so it is a, a, a good time to be a nerd but they're a nerd is a, a, i don't like to use that word particularly but it's you know it, yeah. it, it covers a lot of the overall thing right what we're talking about here is not just people who are fans but we're talking about specifically gamers and right. it's also a good time to be a gamer mm-hmm. better there's than it was when i was in say high school right there's bigger crowds more selection absolutely uh, more access to game stores yeah oh yeah yeah absolutely online communities to join yeah. right mm-hmm. but there still is a bit of a i don't want to say a barrier maybe a bit of a uh, upward battle in some situations because right. of the right. type of people that seem to be still to some degree attracted to tabletop gaming mm-hmm. um the people who are maybe a little bit more serious about it a little bit more I- interested in it as opposed to the people who are just like oh you know i i hear a lot about Dungeons and Dragons on like whatever TV shows and on Twitch and things like that so I'm interested in trying it out versus mm-hmm. the people who've been doing it for a long time and it's like a huge portion of their life right yeah um, one thing when working with tabletop gamers is you have to take into consideration in many situations um, shyness um, right social anxiety introversion mm-hmm. you know um, I think that one of the reasons that we made the app the way that we made it mm. Uh, made game for app is because we didn't want to make it like frequently I tell people what it's about and they say oh it's tinder for gamers and we're, I'm always like no uh, right because Be- because it's not just saying hey here's some people who also like to game why don't right. you make some friends right we could absolutely do that but sure it there's there's been ones that have done that in the past and get zero traction because right that's not the it's way that gamers right. kind of think. It's like if, awkward. If I instead show you, oh, here's this event that's going to be going on at this store, or here's this, this event that's going to be going on at this public place, or that kind of thing, then instead of me as the gamer having to go, well, geez, I'm not just going to like introduce myself to somebody new, or it, that's, that feels right. awkward and that kind of stuff, which I can, I mean, I'm, I don't know that I would call myself an introvert, but I also would not call myself an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Like I can deal with people pretty well um and talk to pretty much anybody but i'm also 48 years old right i you know knock 15 20 years off of that and that was not an easy thing for me to do right and uh, yeah i can i do public speaking i've done right i've done teaching sessions but you know to walk up to a group and be like hey can i join in with you guys exactly like, yeah amazed at people that can do that i mean public speak yeah i i I feel blessed in that i've never had a fear of public speaking Mm -hmm. but going up and talking to one person that you don't know that i would rather talk to a room of three thousand people right than sometimes go up and just introduce myself to like at least like i said i'm better these days just with age or whatever um i think that i've i've discovered over time that people don't think about you as much as you think that they do right so when you like walk up and maybe miss say something or whatever like that and later on you're like oh that was so stupid they're probably thinking about more and they don't even remember it right they honestly don't they're not they're thinking Mm -hmm. about their own thing they're thinking about what they said or they're thinking about you know lunch or whatever so concerning yourself with that stuff is not as important Mm -hmm. but um yeah like the shyness and introversion thing when you are trying to work with somebody who's a gamer you're trying to maybe get them into your kind of gaming group or maybe right. you are trying to um let's say you're a game company like mm-hmm. a game yeah, and you're at a convention um jumping out and getting in somebody's face and uh, that's not necessarily right, the a, carnival barker is not right really right a good thing to do right the thing that we used to do and, and we, we haven't really been going to conventions 
I mean, we go to conventions, but, but not, we don't have a booth. Right, not as much as we, we did. When we first started out, we tried, like, the Origins and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, we had a couple, we went to a couple smaller conventions. Well, the Origins is not that small, but it's we went to some conventions just to see how that would work right. out. And, and the number one way to make people ignore you is just to say hi. If you say to some hi, degree, you might get a hi or a, a smile or something, but they're probably not going to engage with you. Leading with a joke is, I think, sometimes mm-hmm. well. And now, the joke has to be... I don't know. I found Somewhat that it was relevant is what we found. Right. And also a bit subtle. Right. Like when people would walk by, they would look at our booth and they would look at it and read the name and they would see the stuff and they'd be like, right. they'd be mouthing and they like game for mm-hmm. and they'd be walking by and then, you know, and you're at origins, let's say. Right. And then what I would generally do is what they would walk by. I would say, Hey, um, do you like games? Cause yes. that seems like a foregone conclusion. Right. Like yeah. if you, you know, when we would go to, tr- we, and we still go to trade shows quite mm-hmm. frequently. When we go to trade shows, we usually open with when talking to store owners. Right. Do you run events at your store? Right. And that's an actual serious question. And most of them generally do. Some right. of them take it almost as a joke. Is it like, well, well of yeah, course I do. Of course yeah. I do. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. But there are, the, there's are a couple that are like, no, I don't have space for it. So I don't. Sure. Like, but okay. you're also making it a lot more relevant for them. Right. When a person walks by at a gaming convention where they've traveled to, brought about, you know, they're right. stay, staying Spent in a hotel, they're, they're carrying yeah. a giant pile of games in a giant bag, and you walk by and you're like, hey, do you like games? Then usually, uh, a lot of times, they're generally like, you know, well, sort of, you know, and they make a joke back, right. and they're trying to maybe, uh, or they try to think of something kind of smart-assy to say, which is mm-hmm. fun because I've, I'm doing it first, right? right you know, so yeah. you're, now you're on we the same... We want that smart, yeah. Exactly, and so now you're kind of on that same level. So, uh, you know, they always do say in, like, public speaking and things like that that it's a good idea to lead with a joke. Right. Um, and to some degree, that's true. But a, but but a, but a personal, relevant joke where they get it, right, and, it, and yeah. it kind of like they go, okay, why did he ask me that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, if you were at a... If I was at a game store and I was looking for someone to play Star Wars Legion with and mm-hmm. I had all my Star Wars models and all that, all those right. dudes all set up and terrain and all that stuff and um, someone walks up and is looking at it and they're like checking it out, I would probably lead with like, hey, have you ever heard of Star Wars? Right. Because that was a silly question. Like, right. like unless you're, you know, relatively new at, to this planet, probably, you at, know. At the tech conference that I was just at, the mm-hmm. uh, there was an Alexa um demonstration oh yeah the guy that was leading he says hey you know i I decided to do this because i work for a small company Mm -hmm. probably haven't heard of it it's called uh amazon sure right yeah exactly and then everyone started laughing and immediately they're like oh that's funny you know and engaged with them exactly that kind of stuff you know without getting too wacky something kind of subtle like that i think can also help right um, for trying to get over a little bit of that maybe shyness and introversion. And also if you like can make somebody feel right. a little, you know. And also that, like, Star Wars thing, you're, you're basically saying, like, if you know anything about Star Wars, like, come play. Versus, sure, like, exactly. Be like, do you know, you know, who the third rebel fighter who died on, you know, right, yeah. Planet Hoth was? And then you go, no, I don't. And you're like, oh, wow. You know, like, yeah. yeah. And that oh. kind of leads into the second thing, I think, for uh, some issues sometimes with dealing with, you know with tabletop gamers and this is whether you're trying to maybe come in comparison to them trying to get them to come and play with you versus you trying to go and play with them Mm -hmm. and that is something that we see pretty frequently and it's called gatekeeping and what that is is when somebody like here's a a classic gatekeeping line like oh well you're not really you're not a you're not a true star wars fan right you know or you're not a true uh, role player, you know, yeah, or, like, or oh, you watched all the Marvel movies. Well, did you read any of the comics? Right, then exactly. You, you yeah. don't, you don't really yeah. understand what's going on. And there can be a lot of that. It's, um, I frankly think that to some degree, and this is maybe just armchair psychology. I think that it is because of it's a result of some 
degree of kind of isolation and um like like you know like i'm used to be the everyone used to talk down to me because i was a gamer and a weirdo right and now you're coming over here interested in my thing and so now i've got to try to talk down to you kind of sort of thing right if you're like i tried watching a packer game and they you know they didn't i didn't know who this player was Mm -hmm. and they so now I need to show that, well, I know stuff that you don't know. Or yeah, something. I mean, yeah. yeah, that could be like that too, but it could also just be like, you know, it's it's more of a almost a distrust. Mm-hmm. But it's also sometimes to, to show maybe like, how smart I am. Or dominance, yeah. Y- yeah, exactly. You know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you hear this all the time online, that if you want to get response on something that you post on the internet, mm-hmm. Um, say the say the the wrong answer. You know what I mean? Like, don't ask a, if you ask a question like, "Oh, well, you know, how do you do this?" You may get some responses. Like, but if instead you say, "I think that you do this by doing this," and you know it's wrong, mm-hmm. you will get so many people telling you that you're wrong, and so many people trying to correct you. It's like pictures of Daleks where people are like, "That's my favorite Star Wars character." Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's T-shirts that they sell at, at Gen Con. Right. I've seen that. You know, like yeah. Oh wow, R two D two. He's my favorite Star Trek character, and then it's a picture of a Dalek on there. Right. You know that kind of thing, <laughs> and that's just designed yeah. to drive certain elements of the gaming community a little nuts or right. fandom, really, in that situation, mm-hmm. really. But it's the same type of thing, and that's a thing that can be sometimes problematic, and can then lead back to the first point. Whereas if you're interested in playing this board game uh, with these people at the small convention, but the first thing that you get is kind of a gatekeepery kind of a response well then that helps to feed your introversion you know right. what i mean and so that just becomes like a vicious cycle mm-hmm. so um yeah those types of things i think are are, are some of the kind of right issues the, the the shyness or the basically almost like response to shyness or the result of it mm-hmm. where you felt you know, um, looked down on or whatever over your earlier gaming career, and people make fun of you because you played D and D, and now you're going to be like, you know, snarky to somebody else or something along those lines. Right. Do, you, do you see any other kind of issues with, um, like, you know, like some of the problems that you've had dealing with gamers in the past, like psychological or whatever um, types of things? The shyness, yeah, the shyness is the number one, or mm-hmm. yeah, or just like not understanding when that person is coming out of it. Like they're, you know, they're putting themselves out there, but you're not really understanding that you're like, so, you, you know, you're both kind of being so cautious to one another that you guys don't come together, even though you're both like wanting to play a game together. Be like, well, do you know how to, you know, like if you're playing a board game, like, well, do you know the rules? Well, no, I've never played before. And be like, oh, okay, well, I'll let you find somebody who has that can help you. Or sure. You know, where yeah. both of you are like, oh, we'll just sit down and learn together. But when, when, when both p- parties in that situation are shy mm-hmm. or whatever that that becomes even more difficult because right. then neither of them wants to make that first step um again like i said earlier like really you know making the first step as i've gotten older i've realized that it's not nearly as big of a deal uh, as it as it ought to be or mm-hmm. as, as i thought it was let's say and so that kind of thing i think is important um also like uh yeah and then maybe another one would be like people who are still kind of self-conscious they're like well, I am a, you know, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, like a jock. Like, I, I like my sports and stuff like that. And I do like D&D, but I don't want my friends to know I play D&D. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to post on, I can't post on Facebook about, you know, the, the board game I like because most of my friends wouldn't understand what that, you know. Yeah, and that's one of the big reasons as well. And we've talked about this in the past. Uh, among talking to people at conventions, mm-hmm. not just, we have, I don't think we actually talked about it on the podcast yet. One of the big reasons that, 
one of the things we hear about from people quite frequently in this day and age is that the reason they like game four is because they can be looking for players and be communicating with players and gamers and stuff like that and it's not pinging constantly on facebook it's not like i've had people say you know i i i don't want to ask i don't want to like post on these different groups that are about tabletop gaming because then like even if i like something right. it can pop up and then my like aunt is like oh are you playing D and just you know it becomes a thing right. you don't want to have to mess with that sometimes some people don't care i don't care but a lot of people still some are people just like do, yeah. you know mm-hmm. especially if it's a family thing you know in some situations right. you know it's not just like your friends are like who because you generally your friends would probably know yeah, if, they, right. if you've been friends with them for a while, they would know that you're into. Yeah, especially as you get older. But right, exactly. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely with like family, they don't. Sometimes they don't understand, you know, extended family, that kind of stuff. Right. And so I can see that. Um, so th- yeah, one of the benefits to Game Four is that it is completely separate from that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can do your normal talking to your family thing or whatever on on Facebook, but then you can be you know uh, looking for games to play getting together playing Catan or, or RPGs right. or whatever and stuff like that and your family is probably not on game four most right. likely because they're not into gaming so that's, right. that's and if they are then all the ordinal well all sure I mean you should get your yeah. family into game four don't get me wrong um, so how do we make this easier um, dealing with gamers or working with our own psyche as a gamer mm-hmm. and trying to make it work um one of the th- one of the first things, honestly, and, and I kind of touched on this a second ago, is going slowly. Like if you're a game company and you leap out at people at conventions and like that kind of stuff or whatever, and are super high energy, I can see a lot of gamers being like, "That is a lot of work." Just paying attention to you and just it's you right. know, and it's problematic. Um, so I'm not saying you should just sit back and be and sulk as a you know, but right, but, but like the but, high energy, like in your face, right. like promotion is probably going to make them just kind of shy away, right? Whereas, like I said, when people are walking by and you say, "Hey, do you like games?" Then that's that's it's short, it's right. sweet, it's you know, and they can be like, "Yeah, yeah, I do," and then they can keep going, and you can be fine with that, or they can be like, "Yeah, I, I do," and right. then you can you it's, can tell it's, kind it's, of it's holding out the bird seed rather than running at the swarm of birds and throwing birds right yeah. yeah exactly no absolutely um yeah and so just kind of going slow and being um cognizant that there's a good chance that somebody that you're talking to is maybe not necessarily um great at talking to folks you know mm-hmm. or, or or that kind of thing i think that that's important um both in like i mentioned like if you were like working at a game convention trying to get people to maybe buy your game or whatever but also if you're trying to just get people at the shop mm-hmm. to like you know if you brought a game to sit down like you brought a board game or you're trying to get you know another person into your um dungeons and dragons or yeah. pathfinder or whatever kind of rpg maybe that you play mm-hmm. weekly at the shop you see somebody kind of hanging out there a little bit maybe trying to pay attention to you know to see what you're doing if you walk up to them and immediately just are like hey this is the thing and this is what we're doing and just like and you're super like you know, maybe right. first gauge to see if they're actually interested, or maybe they were just interested in the miniatures you're using, and they don't want to play, right. but they just, you know, they're more of a painter as opposed to a player, right. or whatever the deal is, or it, they were just like, I've never seen a and d game before, is it cool if I watch? Yeah, that's cool. And maybe something will come of that. Mm-hmm. But to immediately be like, hey, sit down, we're going to start playing, That that's a lot of gamers would be like, hmm. Right, and, and you made a Especially point, like, played. laying stuff out, you know, versus like, if you just had like your game box and you've got a huddle underneath you, mm-hmm. 
they're probably not going to feel okay to come up and ask you, can I play? Oh, yeah. Versus you have everything kind of set up and you're kind of looking around and they're like, oh, he's looking for somebody. For the people who've not gone to small conventions and stuff mm-hmm. like that too frequently, it is amazing to see, like, we've been to a couple different small conventions where they get these um, Mylar um, balloons. balloons, like mm-hmm. helium balloons that say like looking for players and then they they have a long ribbon that goes down to like a weight and so if you're just like if you're not even scheduled a game you just found an open table you can go grab one of those balloons and stick it on that table and put out the board game or board games let's say that you're interested in playing and people will see that who are bored or whatever walk over and go oh okay what is this guy playing oh he's playing uh, you know uh, Puerto Rico I like that game and then boom so in those situations kind of putting it out there you know but being I don't want to say, well, kind of slow, but kind of just taking it easy. You're there and letting them approach you versus like walking around going, who wants to play X game, you know? Exactly, yeah. And again, this relates a little bit to, for the most part, some of this relates to conventions again, which not, not, I mean, if you look at the number of tabletop gamers in the world, Mm -hmm. how many of them go to conventions is actually a relatively small amount. Right. But that being said, those types of things can also be used at the game store. Those types of things can be used in a lot of different places. Um, even like when you're, I mean, obviously you're not going to just discover gamers who are hiding in your house and having a game and then you're like, hey, can I check it out? I mean, like you need to leave the house for that right. kind of thing. But so when you're going to, whether it's a game store, a game event, a game convention, that kind of stuff, um, even if you decide you've heard about a gaming group and they get together at a certain spot, wherever it might be, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's still sometimes some kind of trepidation. And if you're the people at the gaming club, and this new person comes in, not completely bombarding them, make them feel welcome, start out slow, yeah. offer to show them around, whatever, that kind of stuff I think can can really be a smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, and I was I touched on this a little bit earlier, you don't always have to be right. Um, gamers... But, but I like being right. I know, I know. Most gamers do love being right, uh, and, uh, and that's fine. And I've been in the midst of many conversations where that's the case and i am a big fan of rather than saying well let's just agree to disagree um right because that's, that's more of a trigger nowadays I oh feel. absolutely absolutely yeah. that can that a lot of people can get kind of unnerved by that or whatever i just am a big fan of just being like okay cool and then just start talking about something else you know change the subject that kind mm-hmm. of thing when those kinds of discussions come up and they will frequently right i think that diffusing conflict in these situations helps in the long run right yeah you don't have to be a rules lawyer yeah you know maybe if you see they're they're playing a game wrong you can suggest like oh i think the rule is actually this right exactly and then let them you know i mean it comes from to some degree it comes from a good place like if you're sitting there playing a game at a convention again, I keep hovering at conventions, but this is where it's happened. But let's say it's at a store. You're mm-hmm. you're at a local game store and you're playing some board game, and it's maybe only for most of you your first or second time you've played it, right? Or you're playing um, collectible card game, you know, like a Magic or a Pokemon or something like that, or any kind of game, and somebody's watching, and they're in that kind of peripheral kind of area mm-hmm. and everything like that, and then they start going, "That's not the way you're supposed to do that." That's like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. If the players seem like they're having a good time with it, 
it's okay to let him do it. Right. And yeah, at at, at the least, ask him like, hey, so you guys are, are playing this. Do you, do you want some tips? I've, I've played this for sure. a, a few yeah, times. Yeah, if you can tell that they're new at it, you could say, hey, you know, it's it's unsolicited advice. Right. And most people don't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're having a good time and they're playing it wrong, maybe they're playing it wrong on purpose. Right. Like, uh, I play a lot of Kill Team from, uh, from Games Workshop, the Warhammer 40,000 kind of skirmish game. And we just skip a bunch of rules. Like there's a during the kind of setup of a game, there's something called um, the scout phase. Mm. And when I the guys that I generally play with at our local shop, we just skip it because it's it, it doesn't really do much. It just takes extra time. You have like these six different things, and you have to pick a thing, and your opponent has to pick a thing, and they're secret, and they're like preliminary. This is what's going to happen, and sometimes they're useless to some degree. You know, mm-hmm. like. Um, and so, like, there's one of them that there's at least two of them, I think, that are like defense in in comparison to another one. Okay. So, like, if the other if your opponent does number two and you do number five, then they c- cancel each other out. But if your opponent does number one and you do number five, you cancel out a thing that they didn't do. So you wasted your, you know. Sure. So it's for, just for us, just because it's just quicker. We're like, yeah, we usually skip it. Um, so yeah, if you do that, and then you know somebody who's been watching is like, you know, you're supposed to be doing it that way. Like that's not super helpful. Right. So yeah, you can just, you know, sometimes you can just let it go, right. um, and that helps. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, reach out, I think, is also an important one, and we've kind of mentioned this a couple of times already. But I think it's important to, when you see somebody in that peripheral, mm-hmm. who's hanging around while you're playing. And uh, you can easily kind of just say, hey, um, have you played before? Are you interested in playing? Right. And don't like be like, sit down, we're going to play, like that, that whole thing. Right, right, you, you know, right. But you, could, you can offer right. because sometimes that's what they're waiting for. Right. Yeah, we had a, we had a, a young lady at, uh, at the tech conference, and mm-hmm. uh, she started a whole group discussion um, about D&D. She was interested in playing, but uh, her friends played um, but had never offered for her to play. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, well, did you ask them? She's like, well, not directly. We're like, okay, well, like, what did you do? And she's like, well, I a- would always ask my one friend, like, to tell me what happened in the last adventure. We're like, well, as a and d player, I know that nobody outside of my group usually cares about what happened <laughs> in my true. campaign. That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they should have figured that out, but, you know, maybe not. But that was what she was kind of hinting at. So she didn't come right out and say, like, well, can I join your group? Mm. She was, you know, showing interest and engagement in that. And that's where, you know, as a... As a friend, you look at that, you know, for those kind of tales and be like, well, you know, we sometimes have an extra spot. Would you like to join in or, right, or at least exactly. come and watch us play or, you know. I mean, they may have been to capacity, I suppose. There's mm-hmm. a potential. But honestly, like, it's rare that there's a real. I mean, y- you get to a point where eventually you run out of chairs, I suppose. You sure. know, and it can just take forever as a, as a DM to get things done if there's too many people in the party. Right. But on the other hand, yeah, you could also sit in once in a while and you just hang out and you could also maybe sit in and be kind of almost like run as a P- as an NPC. Right. You could be an NPC. There you could know, be alternatives. Be like, yeah, exactly. Oh, well, we, but we do one-offs every once in a while and you could do a one-off. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of ways that they'll probably, en- that you probably engage. So reaching out, I think is important because it's, it's such a, uh, I think it's, you know, we, it is a good time to be a gamer. Uh, it, the gaming industry, tabletop gaming industry, is larger than it's ever been, mm-hmm. and it's been amazing. I mean, just like I said, I keep talking about this. Go to Gen Con, 70,000 people who are all there pretty much for the same thing. Um, that all being said, there's always room for more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that uh, 
and it's not just an altruistic thing either if you find more people in your area to play games with that just gives you more people to play with more more people to more opponents more whatever Mm -hmm. depending on the games that you play um you know there's plenty of people we see people all the time in the app who are like oh i really you know i'd really like to you know i downloaded the app but i just there's nobody around me and sometimes it's not true sometimes they just not aren't paying attention to like the looking for players section right like we've talked about like if 10,000 people downloaded the app, mm-hmm. all from, let's say, London. Sure. And because we can see, like, when people are are, are downloading it, where they're downloading it from. So right. we'll see, like, 50 pings on London, let's mm-hmm. say. And then we'll have someone go, there's nobody playing in London, nobody using the app. We're like, I know for a fact there is. Right. But so, you, usually somebody has to, like, looking for players or start a group or something like that. And then all of a sudden, as soon as somebody does that, it sparks. Right. Taking the initiative does that. Um, but the other thing, though, is that we've seen people who who are like, oh, I, you know, I, 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 I there's nobody around me to, to to play any games, and I've even looked in the app and stuff, and then we realize that they live literally in the middle of nowhere. If there's nobody, l- anybody around you, and right. I mean, th- th- there's th- well, then yeah, like th- northern th- Alaska, right? Oh yeah, or yeah. like Wyoming and stuff like that. We've had people be like, oh, there's just nobody in Wyoming to, to like, play with. Like, there's nobody neighbor. in Wyoming. Yeah, That's the way it works. Fifty you know? miles to my neighbor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't look at it with only ten miles. Right. Radius. And I and so I get that. So in those situations, that can be problematic. But um, but reaching out and finding people, if you live in any place that has other folks in it. I would bet that there are probably some gamers there. And sometimes right. it's a situation of them just not even knowing that there are other gamers around them, mm-hmm. which is part of the thing we're trying to solve with the app. Or not know, yeah, games, you know, find, find a game store that's near you. Yeah. There's a big deal to, I think, you know, one of the reasons that the local game store is, is so important um, is that it is also a meeting place where not only you can go to buy games, and yeah, you, you, sure, in some situations you can get games cheaper online, certainly, but... It's very difficult to ask Amazon, so what games are popular around here? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the game that people, like, do they play Age of Sigmar or do they play Warhammer 40,000? Right. If I go spend $200 on plastic, is right. there someone to play with? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And Amazon won't tell you that for the most part. Um, you know, we can tell you that to some degree uh, with Game 4, but really, like, the local shop owner is the person who's like, well, the game that's really popular here is this. Right. The game that I sell the most of is or not Magic. It's actually Pokemon. Or, or we've or got a lot of pre-orders for X, Y, and yeah. Right, exactly. Or, hey, we have three groups who play um, on different nights in our back room, and they play role-playing. Two of them do Dungeons & Dragons. And I, know and, one one of and I know one of them is definitely looking for a player right exactly, now. Exactly, yeah. Like, the people who work at the shop, the shop owner, the shop employees, that kind of stuff, they are, because they're you know like part of that community and working with right. that community to sell just stuff they know like what's going on as far as that's concerned so that's mm-hmm. really helpful that's why the store finder thing in the game for app can really help because you can find local stores near you like if you've just moved someplace sometimes it's hard to know where the stores are mm-hmm. and the app finds them real quick um another thing is that when trying to kind of make these things easier you have to also understand like I'm, we're giving a lot of generalizations. Well, we're giving a lot of, um, you know, ways to help this this issue and, and, and meet more people and stuff like right. that. But just not everybody is going to be your cup of tea, right? And vice versa, right? You know what I mean? So, um, and that's okay. Exactly, exactly. Sometimes you're like, you know, somebody comes up to you at the shop and they make this first move when you guys start talking about uh, this game or this 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 game system mm-hmm. or whatever, and you just find 
that it doesn't seem as if necessarily the two of you are on the same page. Right, yeah, either your personalities don't seem to clash mm-hmm. or maybe just your style. Like, you know, one person is really competitive right. and the other one just is out to kind of casually play, have fun. Yeah, if you're a, a competitive, like, let's say, and I don't know if there's a lot of... Uh, are there big tournaments? I know there's tournaments for, like, Settlers of Catan and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and there's tournaments for some board games, but, like, tournaments are bigger in, like, Magic and Mini- miniatures right. for the most part. Like, I don't... There's, there's there's Adventurer's League and things like that, for, but there's not a lot That's of tournaments. Not, yeah. So, coming from where I usually come from, which is generally miniatures, like, there are players out there who are ultra-competitive, mm-hmm. and they don't see you as... And this is not. There's nothing wrong with this. It's just a different style of play. They don't generally see you as, oh, I want to play with this per- this person because it'd be a lot of fun. They're looking at you as practice right. for their next tournament. Mm-hmm. And if you are a very casual player, like myself, who decides, nah, we're just going to skip that entire phase because that phase is boring and stuff like that. And you're playing against a, right. a com- competitive player. They're going to be like, this is no, that's n- we don't ever do that. We can't do that. Right. Or, or you're I running get disqualified. You're, you're you running I mean? mo- right. You're running models because it makes thematically more sense. Like when you're pl- right, legend, exactly. Versus like this is the min max like I maxed exactly. out all my points and so in those situations those types of things it becomes difficult I think in a lot of situations to become players that you, that play together quite frequently um, sometimes it's just sense of humor is totally different or uh, background life experiences you don't have to be friends with everyone I think that it's a smart idea in life to maybe try to mm-hmm. kind of dr- at least start in that direction right and if it doesn't turn out it doesn't turn out mm-hmm. but understanding that you know this is something that we can kind of uh, you know if it doesn't work, it just doesn't work. You right. Know? So, yeah. Um, let's see here. We've got just a couple more real quick. Um, you know, just don't ever assume that mm. they know what you're talking about. You know, when you when, if you start as a game and you start talking about, like, a lot of jargon and a right. lot of that stuff, it's very difficult, I think, for people. If they haven't right. been playing it, they'll be like, I don't know, what this guy's just talking like a different language, mm-hmm. and that's not good. Well, and, and, and sometimes the opposite happens. Like, so we were, uh, we were looking for one more player to play our D&D group. Mm-hmm. He's a, a person was walking by. We said, hey, we're pl- you know, playing this. You know, He's like, well, I've never played D&D before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, that's okay. You know, we can walk you through it. So he sits down, and then we're like, okay, we're going to roll initiative. So initiative, he's like, oh, I know what initiative is. Sure, like, yeah. Oh, but potentially like, played like a bunch of role playing, like, just played never played D anD D, and that's exactly what happened. Right, exactly. And we're yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, then that's a little bit easier. But yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, th- just understanding that this may be their first game ever. This may be something that they've played a ton of, just never this version of it. They've or never, whatever. you know, they only play with their friends. They've never gone to a store to play. Yeah, exactly. And I personally think also, and this is kind of the last point, is that I think it's a little bit more important to do this for fun and do it less about competition. If you find somebody new at the shop or somebody who's just never been at the shop before or you've never noticed them at the shop mm-hmm. before and you're playing a game and you're set up to play a game or whatever and they're interested in playing and your main goal is to crush them the first time that you play against them, that may not go forward after that. Right. It's just the way it's going to work. So right. if you if you absolutely have to be super competitive, right. let the person know beforehand. Exactly, yeah. Just be like, hey, I'm getting prepped for X, Y, and Z tournament. Exactly. I'm going to be maxing my characters out um is that okay and even if it's not for a tournament there are just some people who absolutely hate the possibility of losing in a game and Mm -hmm. then that can just be a lot of that can be a lot of frustration for people who are like you know just trying to have a good time or or learn it games right or learn it exactly i think games should be fun not everybody believes the same and that's cool um you know Mm -hmm. but then it's probably not a good idea for this to to game so yeah i don't know i think that's 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 pretty much most of it i think if if you folks have got some ideas, we'd love to hear about them as well. Um, it's uh, it's it's a little. I mean, you know, 
life is hard to just kind of work with other humans in any situation. Mm-hmm. Um, gaming, sometimes it's a little bit more, just because you're also spending a lot more time together and that kind right. of stuff, and, and it's a lot more about communication. Mm-hmm. Sitting down and watching a football game with somebody at a bar that you vaguely know, that's not as difficult because you're both just observing a thing generally right. and maybe having some short conversations, but having to sit down and play a role-playing game with somebody that you've never met before right. can be difficult. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Well, thanks again for uh, listening to this episode of the Game 4 Podcast. If you've got questions or comments and you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment below. If you're listening via your favorite podcast player or you just aren't into the whole YouTube comment section thing, then you can feel free to reach out to us via email at podcast at imgame4.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And lastly, to find out more about the Game 4 platform designed to connect tabletop gamers, who you will then have to figure out how to talk to, uh, please check out uh, our website at www.iamgame4.com. That is www.iamgame4.com. Thanks. Until next time.